and welcome to Finance Conversation. This is the 26th episode of the Merging Our Family Show, and I am super excited to be here with you today. So if you are new, I am your host, Marie-Jo César. I help financial, I, I, I should say, I help professional women acquire the relevant financial skills and knowledge they need to take control of their money, manage their finances, and understand that they can live their best life with the money they have. Thank you for joining in today. If you are watching the replay, make sure to type hashtag replay in the chat and leave me some comments and questions. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. I come to you live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to share valuable information about how to achieve financial wellness and live your life with means and meaning. Today, we are going to talk about a very important topic, which forms part of your financial plan, and that is estate planning. More precisely, the fact that estate planning is not just a will. Uh, For my Facebook followers, uh, you would know that I have touched on this subject a few months ago, and given its, its significance, I have with me today Anne Michelle Hart. She is an estate planning attorney from Washington State. She's very passionate about teaching people on the intricacies of estate planning. Welcome, Anne Michelle, to the Merging Life and Money Show. And welcome, followers and listeners. Thank you for joining in today. So grab a pen and a notebook as you might want to take some notes to discuss them further with family members, friends, colleagues, colleagues, whomever you want to, because it is about sharing values that could benefit others. Estate planning is important for everyone, no matter their age or wealth. Okay, so estate planning avoids taxes and legal ties-ups and ensures funds are willed as you wish. Also, an estate plan appoints the right person to take care of your kids. So I am going to turn it over to Anne-Michelle to tell us more about this very, very essential topic. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Welcome, everybody. I I, I am giving you an educational uh, snippet today, so I'm not giving legal advice. So if you're not in Washington State, make sure you either uh, ask me for a referral to an attorney in your state or um, just know that you need to find somebody that can give you advice for your legal state advice. Um, One of the things that I think is the biggest misnomer is that people think that they have to strike it rich in order to have an estate plan. And I really think it should be called a common sense plan, not an estate plan, because there's so many things that about estate planning that have nothing to do with money. So, for example, if something were to happen to both parents or if you're a single parent to you, who's going to take care of your kids? Sure, there's money that goes with that. But the primary focus is on making sure your kids have somebody to lean on and trust if you're not there to take care of them. Likewise, if you have a special needs child, there's a lot of care that you're involved in that you may want to have a detailed list for who's going to take care of your child with those special needs, what your child likes and doesn't like, um, maybe even video snippets of when they do this, it means this because, you know, as parents, 
um, when your children are younger have disabilities, only you understand their language. So you may wanna have some snippets so that your secondary caregiver who takes over knows what your child is talking about. Um, other things to think about too, is if you have a disposition for getting uh, something like dementia or some other disabling disease, you may wanna have a healthcare plan in place that tells your family members what to do if you can't tell the doctors what you want. Um, for some people, having a plan in place is about privacy too. So you may not want all of your information out there in the court as a public record. And there are ways that we can devise a plan for you to have everything, the assets you have, absolutely private from the court. Okay, so thank you, Anne. Um, I read recently um, that younger adults are more likely than middle-aged adults to have an estate planning document these days. So why do young adults need to have an estate plan? Um, is this motivated by COVID-19? Some of it is, and some of it is, uh, especially in the Seattle area, we have a lot of techies that are, are younger. Uh, maybe they don't have families yet. Maybe they're not married, but they're making an awful lot of money, and maybe they've already bought property. The question then becomes, what do they need to have in place if something were to go wrong? Mm -hmm. And I have a package for what I call newly minted adults that has a power of attorney. That way, their parents can get in and make financial decisions for them a healthcare power of attorney. So if something happens and they're in the hospital and they can't tell the doctors what they want, their parents again can step in. Also has a HIPAA so that medical records can be ordered. And then tragically, if something goes seriously wrong and you're never gonna recover, there's a, a something called an advanced healthcare directive that tells your family what to do in case you're not going to make it out of that. Okay, so um, I, I don't know why, but you know, typically, People associate financial um, estate planning, sorry, with old people. <laughs> so, yeah. so and, then, and when I read that, I said, oh, my God, I must ask that question. I mean, is that COVID-19 driven? Because um, as we know, uh, very, few, very few people uh, have that type of arrangement in place. And mm -hmm. that's why, you know, at the end of the day, there are always um, issues um, between fam family members, um, et cetera, et cetera, which lead me to my next question. Uh, why families with minor children need to have an estate plan? That is an important topic. And I, this is something I really want to educate people on. Uh, no matter where you live, this isn't Washington specific. Let's say as a single parent, you go out and you leave your kids with a babysitter or both parents go out on date night and leave your kids with a babysitter. If a drunk driver takes both of you out or the single parent out on the way home, the first thing the police are going to do is they're going to knock on your door. They're going to find the babysitter and say, the kids can't stay with you because you're underage. And then the babysitter is going to say, but what about the neighbor? Well, if there's no legal paperwork in your house that says that your best friend or your next door neighbor can have the kids, the police are going to take those kids into foster care until they can find your first family member, not the best family member, the first family member. Um, there was a couple who was on vacation in another state somewhere in the Southwest, uh, three kids and two adults. Uh, they were hit by a drunk driver. Mom and dad in the front seat were both killed. The kids now are in a state that they're not familiar with. The police take them to, of course, foster care. If they find a great aunt somewhere that can fly down there and get the kids, 
And then that aunt held the kids hostage for a couple of years while they fought over who should have control of the kids. That's not a plan that you want to have in place. Your kids don't need the trauma of that. And it would be better to sit down and discuss with your kids. If something ever happened to you, Hey, aunt Susie's going to take care of you. Yeah. The other thing you need to do is, is if you're, if the person you want to have take care of your kids is a best friend, you absolutely have to put that in there. The court, if you do not have a plan in place, will never award your kids to your best friend. They will always award your kids to a family member. Yeah, I was just about to add, to ask you to work to work us through the process because you may have all this in place, but how do they know the authority that mm -hmm. you do have a will that's actually um, state a guardian um, mm -hmm. for your kids? Yeah, I have a document that's called the Kids Protection Plan that, yes, we do address all of this in the will, but you also need a document that the babysitter knows is on the refrigerator that's notarized that says, in the case of emergency, you're to call best friend Sally because she has legal rights to take care of my children, and it's notarized. And that way, the police come into the house, the babysitter goes, oh, well, I'm underage, but there's a piece of paper on the refrigerator. Let me go get it. The police look at it, and they say, oh, it says to contact Sally, and there's your signature, and it's notarized. And so they know then that they're legally able to call Sally and come and get the kids. Your will isn't going to be probated for a while, but she can have temporary custody until the court awards her permanent custody. Okay. Well, that, that's important to know because these are not things that we think about, you know, when you, when we ask uh, the sitter to come in. So yeah. before we think about going out and leaving the kids with someone, um, uh, the lesson uh, uh, learn there is uh, make sure that your affairs are in order, that yeah. you have some kind of a document in place should the unthinkable happens. So your kids... Well, the other thing to think about too is I just remember I just said your best friend Sally. Right. Please don't say best friend Sally and her husband Jim okay. because let's together because if something happens to Sally guess what Jim gets the kids. Maybe that's not your plan. Okay. So you want to make sure only your best friend, Sally, has custody of the kids. She might be living with husband Jim, but Jim doesn't have control of the kids she does. Okay. So that's really, really important stuff that um, uh, the family must, um, must plan, particularly um, couples with young kids. Because I recall when I, um, my kids were young, um, one of the first things that I did was um, to have a will and nominate a guardian. And I made sure that um, whomever I chose as a guardian happened to be my best friend um, of, uh, from university. She was single. And so I was able to pick because I wanted my kids to be together if something were to happen to me. So exactly. we, we don't see the importance um, right now, but if something were to happen, you wouldn't want your kids, particularly if they are close in age, you, you wouldn't want them to be separated. So, but right. if you don't make the plan to have them together and find a person that could actually take them on um, you know, together, this could become mm -hmm. a problem. And I know mm -hmm. we tend to say, oh, well, that's why godfathers and godmothers are for. No, they are not. You know, until that document is signed, and until you have done a proper um, election of your guardian, um, godfather and godmother do not stand anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the other thing to think about, too, is if you don't have a plan in place, remember, it's going to go to a family member. 
Um, you may have a drug addicted brother or an alcoholic sister who cleans up really nice and goes to court. They might be able to snow the judge into giving them custody of the kids. I, I don't think that's the best for the kids, even though they are family members. You probably want to think that through if you do have somebody like that in your family. Yeah. So that, that's an important conversation to have the minute that, you know, you start to have kids and to have that document in place. I mean, for what it, for, for what it is worth, you know, it, it is worth every dollar that you spend having the legal documentation in place so that if Correct. something were to happen, your kids will be treated in a way that you would have wished. Correct. Okay. So my next question to you, um, and Michelle, is why should empty nesters worry about having a, an estate plan in place? Oh, there's a lot of different reasons. You By that time, you've uh, probably ac accumulated a house. You probably have a 401k. You might have some other savings. Um, if nothing else, you maybe have some antiques that were handed down to you in the family. Grandma's quilt or uh, grandpa's tools or uh, furniture that's been in the family for decades. So again, it's not necessarily about money. It's about who is going to cherish those items. And you want to make sure those go into the right hands. I'm working with a client right now that the she has a ring that was her great grandmother's mm -hmm. and she recently had it appraised and she she missed she underestimated how much the value of this ring was. And I was kind of shocked when when she said it. But given that it's you know well over 100 years old, it's probably an old mine cut European cut diamond, which is pretty valuable. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're that's one of the things we're addressing in her plan is she has one child that is pretty responsible and the other one isn't. So she doesn't want the one that's irresponsible with money to have the ring because she probably would sell it. Okay. <laughs> I see. Um, that's, that's um, you know, that's, those things, I mean, you, you never really think about them. <laughs> so that that's great that you um, explain the reason behind it. Because as I said, estate planning, uh, as you know, before I got into the whole finance space i always thought that this was for old people <laughs> so, well, and, the, and the other thing i think about is if you do have some assets but you don't you know your kids probably if your kids are doing well you probably don't need to leave them the money maybe maybe you want to do something like a a project where you're donating to a foundation that gives out scholarships or um, your favorite charity might need a, a leg up or an endowment. So even though it's a little money to you, every little donation counts to a nonprofit and a charity. Oh, absolutely. And, and they do such great work as well. So it is really important. And, and, in, and we are in the U.S. and um, there is some tax advantages as well in, 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 doing, in, in doing that, right? So um Estate planning is a very, very broad, and we always we only touch on a very minute um, um, topic, which relates mm -hmm. to kids and family and whatnot. So, um, and I know um, I try to. I'm very mind, mindful of the time, <laughs> so I'm going to uh, wind down and sum it up. Uh, very quickly by saying that we talked about the importance of um, estate planning and focused mainly on why do young adults need to have an estate plan, why families with minor children need to have a plan as well, and why should empty nesters worry about having 
uh, estate planning in place. Right. So I am going to leave you with these last thoughts. Um, the COVID-19 pandemic has changed the nation's perspective on many things. And estate planning is definitely one of them. So COVID-19 has significantly increased the demand for estate planning. That's This goes without saying, right? That being said, um, not everyone, every demographics has taken the lessons learned from COVID-19 to heart. Uh, a wills and estate planning uh, study conducted by um, an outfit called care.com this year found that uh, middle and older age adults are less likely to have a will now than they were just over a year ago. So while younger adults are 63% more likely to have one uh, to have one this year than they were pre-pandemic. So shockingly, 18 to 34 years old are now 16% more likely to have a will than those in their 35 to 54 age group. I mean, un un unheard for, un unheard of. Yeah. yeah. So the younger generation uh, was also the most likely to cite that COVID-19 was the reason they started taking estate planning seriously. So if you have not done so, uh, please, please talk to an estate planning lawyer. We heard what Michelle said about uh, being proactive when it comes to your kids because things happen. I mean, she talked about a, a dr drunk driver hitting you and then now we have COVID, right? So we, we, So you have to be very, very conscious of that. You surely wouldn't want to leave your kids um, in the care of someone that you would have not chosen. You would have not chosen. So, okay. so I hope that uh, today's show helped you clarify the importance of estate planning as it relates to your kids and to your family. Okay. So, as you know, I like to end the show with a quote. And today, <laughs> Michelle uh, will read us a poem. So, over to you, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. This poem has been with me since I was probably 12. So this has really influenced a lot of the direction of my life. I want to share it with you because I'm hoping it can give you some hope too. It's called Don't Quit. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When the care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a fellow turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow, you may succeed with another blow. Oftentimes the goal is nearer than, it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup, and he learned too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint in the clouds of doubt, and you never can tell how close you are, so stick to the fight when your heart is hit, it's when things seem worse that you must not quit. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, lots of word of wisdom in that poem. Okay, um, and I, I will probably ask you to um, send it to me and I will 
probably put it in a, in the in the link somewhere where where the the audience could actually uh, come in and grab it. Um, Happy to do that. Yeah, great, great. Um, before I forget, Michelle, uh, would you like to tell the audience how to contact you if um, they needed to? Absolutely. Feel free to email me at heartlawplc at gmail.com. So that's H-A-R-T-L-A-W-P-L-L-C at gmail.com. Or you can hop onto my website at www.heartlawestate, I'm sorry, heartlawplcestateplansingular.com. Uh, again, so that's uh, H-A-R-T-L-A-W-P-L-L-C and then estateplan.com, all run together.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I would like to add, to add as well that um, Anishia will be featured on the Merging Life and Money show the last Thursday of every month uh, as she will be sharing valuable information about the basics of estate planning. I could tell you uh, when I um, touch on that subject, I believe in May, um, it's so much. It's so, so much. Uh, under that label of estate planning. So it's not just a will. <laughs> it's a, it goes a lot further than that. So um, for that, um, and I'm happy that Anne-Michelle had agreed to um, come, come on the show every last Thursday of every month to enlighten us about the importance of estate planning. Okay, so for more information about how to achieve financial wellness from the inside out and live a purposeful life with the money you have, join me next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time for my Bermuda Pips, 10 a.m. Friday, uh, for my Australian friend. Okay, so thank you for being here today on the Merging Life and Money Show. I am your host, Marie-Jo César. I will be back again next week. Until then, continue merging life and money. Thank you, Michelle, and bye for now.